0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're back live on Saturday, recording for Sunday when you're going to hear this, but we got Nikki in studio back from Israel, and we have a great show. Uh, Would you like to say something now that you're up?
1: Now that uh, I'm up, right? uh, Out
0: of of the COVID bed?
1: out After my second bout of COVID. So we are excited to be back in studio. It's been a couple of weeks uh, because we did have some travel. Well, I mean, I had some travel. I went on Reality Taste to Israel. It is a... Group of uh, food and wine and craft artisan chefs, people in media, people in the food space, all gather together and travel around Israel to learn about the uh, cultural and cuisine complexities of the region. It was uh, a magical week. I met amazing, amazing people. I did amazing, amazing things. And we will uh, be doing shows in the future that incorporate uh, some of the things that I learned on the
0: trip. And when she came home, I said, "Well, what'd you bring me?" And she said,
1: "Covid." COVID. Yeah. Mm, so nice. just,
0: you know. All right. So let's talk about the show today. Of course, Please. we have <clears throat> Deb Moser from Central Farm Markets, the lovely Deborah Moser. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say, because I speak a little Spanish, Benvenidos amigos. <laughs> Arlington's Buena Vista Gastro Lounge is in with Damani Harrison Porter. He's a marketing manager and bartender Jarrell Henderson. They opened a couple of months ago after a big renovation. Uh, and um, they're going to talk about the the, the description of it in the materials, it sounds like well, a got-to-go place.
1: So you know who's behind it, and those are... Yeah. Uh, it's
0: Yvonne Iricanen. Ir- Ir- yes, and
1: they always do gorgeous spaces. Well, this
0: place sounds... It sounds like like when you go to Mexico and you eat in a restaurant, you're sound, surrounded by sort of a jungle thing. Can sounds we introduce cool. the rest of the show? Yeah, I'd like to do okay, that. Okay, do it. All right, so it opened in 2003. It closed in 2020 with lots of help from COVID, and now I think we need a drum roll NRG's, neighbor, Neighborhood... Restaurant Group's Vermilion is back with a new executive chef. He's Ben Flammer, and he's late of Osteria Morini, uh, let's see, Masseria Masa- 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 and cheese. Oficina. Do you have something in your
1: mouth? I don't know. Can I speak just, Italian, too. Let's
0: just do it. Mi, mi dispiace. Anyways, Ben's in to tell us all about recasting the menu and overseeing a facelift of the space, mm-hmm. and I'm glad Vermillion's back. What do I say about Reginald O'Mac? Chef Rome.
1: Chef Rome. He
0: is the head chef at the House of Rome. He is a character. He is the inventor of the crack bomb and messy Marvin sandwich. We'll explain all that um, when he comes on. He's got a big smile on his face.
1: Yes,
2: listen.
0: And this is a great one. Some people dream. Other people live their dreams. Chef Thomas Harvey's with us. He was. He's been a mainstay in a lot of D.C. area restaurants, working with Frank Ruda and other James Beard award-winning chefs, including our friend Fabio. And now he's opened his own neighborhood restaurant at Falls Church. Um, I don't know why he named it Harvey's. Where'd you get that name? Um, <laughs> but Chef Thomas joins us later in the show.
1: Okay, first, let's go to Deb. Let's talk to Deb. Hey, Deb, what's good going good on at the markets? What's happening? Welcome back. Thank you. Oh, my
3: gosh. You know, we're in the full summer swing, but I got to tell you, I'm having fun with some of the fruit. Mm. Um I love plums. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I served dinner with plum, uh, a cornbread plum dessert, Mm. with vanilla ice cream. And I also did, to accompany a great piece of Arctic char, a plum compote. so Wait a a minute. We
0: had dinner at your house not long ago, and we had crackers for dessert.
3: (laughs) No, no, you did not. You don't like us.
1: So wait, Deb, when you're using plums, what kind of plums? Because, you know, I think... 30 years ago, we all just saw those like hard, you know, purple plums. But now there's yellow plums and green plums. There's all different kinds. So what are we seeing at the market? I like the
3: methyly plums and a dark plum. Um, You can usually ask the farmer. They'll tell you which ones are best for what kind of dish. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Cherries have been, uh, you can use cherries too, this year mm. all of the stone fruits are coming in and they're just great and then check out your corn and the okra and we did a dish yesterday a corn okra and pancetta with the meat crafters pancetta mm. out of this world all of the fruits all of the vegetables the rain has not overpowered them this year and they're just exquisite
1: oh well so, i mean i'm here for all of it okay deb tell everybody please where we can find all the central farm markets you can find all of our markets,
3: uh, including the New Half Street Market, on mm-hmm. centralfarmmarkets.com. Uh, we hope you
1: come out. Rain or shine, we're there. Excellent. Thanks, Deb. We'll see you next week. All right. Take no.
0: care. All right. So let's talk cocktails. Uh, buena Vista Gastro Lounge in Arlington reopened, it's as I said. It's
1: not Buena Vista. It's Buena Buena Vida. vida. Excuse me. Buena you Vida. You said it wrong like three times now.
0: Did I say it wrong the first time? You did. You, okay. All right. I mean, Do not spit in my drink. Okay. <laughs> all right, Buena Vida, sorry, which means great life, good life, good life. a good life, gastro okay. Yo hablo espanol. Oh, all right, yeah, anyways, so we've got Domani Harrison Porter in. He's a marketing executive with the team there, and bartender Jarrell Henderson. Guys, um, why don't you give us a little bit of a background on the what's happening at the restaurant because it's completely redone, and it mm-hmm. sounds cool.
4: Yeah, so we relaunched in uh, April of this year, uh, and we— Change the concept, change the menu, and change the chef. Change the chef. <laughs> it's a truly authentic Mexican food, probably but some of the But what was best. the
1: original concept?
4: Uh, so the original concept was three levels with three different style restaurants. Right, that
1: sounds like a lot of yeah, work.
4: it was a lot of work. So we decided to make it one concept uh, and an unlimited dining experience on all on two of the floors, and then our rooftop is like a party vibe on our
0: late nights. So um, what is unlimited dining experience?
4: Yeah. Like? So for a set price twenty five dollars during lunch forty four ninety nine during dinner and thirty nine ninety nine during brunch you can try everything on the menu as much as you would like for two oh hours. My, oh my kind of like Spoken
1: my husband's language. Yes,
4: it is honestly a true experience. That'll put you guys um, out of business. <laughs> hey, come try it out. Call Look, throw a throw lot, he's a like, Let's see right, it." We love a challenge. <laughs> a lot of people have tried and they've made it through about halfway through the menu. Um, It's tapas-style food, but it's a great deal, great family-style sharing, um, and some Mexican food that you can't even really find in the area. Some real authentic things uh, come to your table, some things that people haven't even seen in the DMV area. Okay,
1: well, we'll get to that, but why don't you tell us, Jarrell? why don't you tell us what you made for us first to drink?
5: Okay, so today I made you all
4: a Margarita El
5: Pastor, mm-hmm. which is curated by our bar manager, Felix Mejia. Uh-huh. And so it is infused with bacon tequila, Ooh. serrano peppers, oh uh, and it's lime pineapple. So it's like a flip on like a spicy marg,
1: mm-hmm. but
5: the
0: bacon really comes through. So it's actually
5: pretty interesting.
1: All right. Well, pass May it on May I just down. say, what
0: more would I want to drink at 11 o'clock in the morning? Yes, yes And please sir. give samples to
1: everybody so everybody can see what we're doing. Honey, will you send me that so I can take a picture, please?
0: All right. Okay. Now, all right. And now... So let's talk to Ben Flammer. So Ben.
1: Well, can I sort of start on Vermilion? Because yeah. Vermillion. is... You're going to is, go back to Tony Chittum? No, well, I mean, we've known Vermillion since its opening. So what was that like?
0: 2003. Yeah, yeah 2003. Well, it's it's been a year. really
1: long time. And it is really considered one of the original restaurants in the Alexandria area that became not just like a neighborhood restaurant, but an elevated experience. And there's been a lot of chefs over there over the years, but the neighborhood loves... Vermillion. It is a go-to restaurant and has always been. And I mean, we are far from that neighborhood and we still go to Vermillion because of the vibe and the feel there. So tell us a little bit about how you became a part of this tradition.
6: Yeah. So I'm really excited to be working with Neighborhood Restaurant Group and Mm -hmm. and all that they do, especially Michael's work with Arcadia and everything else that he does there. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was a really good opportunity to be a part of the next chapter of Vermillion. Um, You know, it's like you said it's been. I'm glad over you mentioned Arcadia. Our, our son Eli has shoveled cow poo he
1: did.
6: Arcadia, <laughs> he right so. that's awesome. <laughs> but you know, I think it's it's had a long story past and some really great chefs there, whether it was Tony Chittam or Thomas Cartarelli from Straci Pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some really talented people that have I been mean, you the could do group. like
1: a six, deg- uh, six degrees of people who were at Vermillion 100%. without a doubt.
6: And I know the neighborhood's really excited for us to be there. We've been working in the space for the past two months, you know, they've done quite a bit of work to the space but it, it's still going to be very familiar you know mm-hmm. all those people that were are looking to come back to
1: so what did they do to the space because it's two floors bar was downstairs i mean mm-hmm. you could eat downstairs but the main dining room was really upstairs Absolutely. how did they change the space
6: as far as the structure everything's really stayed the same you know mm-hmm. we've really just kind of revamped it modernized it a little bit and just kind of allowed it to kind of step into the next chapter and, mm-hmm. and well the and nice
1: thing about michael
0: babin is he doesn't cut corners i mean, oh
1: that's good it's spicy. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Sorry. I'm going to get lit
0: up, so you guys keep okay. talking. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Okay. Um, so now working with Michael. I mean, Michael is a, a restaurateur that chefs love to work with mm-hmm. because he really lets you take it in a direction Ooh. that you feel most comfortable in. So what did you want to do for the menu and to the food at Vermillion?
6: I think that's kind of the best part about Vermillion has always kind of had this commitment to sustainability, working with local farmers and, and allowing that to drive the menu. And I think that's what really excites me about how I'll create the menu. You know, I'm looking at lists from our foragers, our fishermen, our will farmers.
0: Will you change? Will you bring in some resources that you had in Philly?
6: I don't think it's necessarily any, any farms. The farms that we're working with are a lot more local. You know, probably some, a lot of the farms that I've worked with while working with Nicholas, with Creative Food Group and, mm-hmm. and with uh, Altamere Group at Osteria Marini. But, right. you know really just allowing you know what they're growing to, to really shape what we do on a daily basis. So
1: let's talk about that. What yeah. does it look like? Talk about the menu. Like, what are we eating at your restaurant?
6: Right now is a perfect time to be opening a restaurant with that sort of focus. Well, it, I mean, know.
1: you couldn't hear Deb from Central Farm Markets. Yeah. But, I mean, yes, it is now. Like, we're at the peak of summer. Exactly. Produce is insane. Exactly. Corn and stone fruits and tomatoes. I All mean, the
6: berries kind of coming in the yep. end of season. Stone fruit coming into season. Speaking Corn, of which, tomatoes, we found
0: out last night. Did you know the cucumber is a berry because the seeds are inside? Look it up. I'm going to have to Harvey, do that. Thomas Harvey, God love you, Thomas.
1: you okay. nodding.
0: But anyway, sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> you really did interrupt. I did go, go ahead. That. So,
6: yeah, you know, I'm really excited to, you know, be able to open the restaurant this time of year and just be able to kind of work off those ingredients, work with the farmers, maybe find some things that, you know, they can't utilize, like tomato leaves or mulberry leaves and then find what things do you do like with that. Them? Them. What do you do with them? So tomato leaves I love putting into pasta doughs to give it, you know, some really great flavor and color. But, the, you know, these are all things that kind of end up in the compost or in the waste that, you know. So you're fertilize.
1: a big, you like to work with things that, what's it called, Uh like carrot tops, like there's a scraps, yeah. right? You like to work with scraps. Exactly.
6: You know, I think that one of the biggest focuses of of us will be to, you know, minimize the waste that we're putting, you know, mm-hmm. into the garbage each, each day because, you know. Can be quite a bit working. Well, there was yesterday. a line
0: in your in your in your information: is or, ordinary ingredients like beets and tomatoes hold the same value as truffles and caviar? And some people would go, "Yeah, no, truffles, <laughs> truffles. You got to have a dog or a pig, and you know, and they're they're so you know, there's such a for taste. sure." But I think you know, there's some really great farmers
6: in this area that you know have some really great products. You know, I, I think of uh, Emily from Black Rock Orchard. Uh, mm-hmm. It comes right to mind. You know, she has the best fruit I've ever had in my entire
1: life. And, great. You know,
6: they last for about three weeks at a time. So, you know, when you get it and you can preserve it and take care of it. it well, that's what I was going to really ask. Special. So are you
1: doing like preserves? Like how are you executing with some of this great produce?
6: 100%. I think a lot of it, it is rooted in, in preservation techniques, whether it be like really, you know, ancient sort of Japanese preservation techniques or even just sort of Where would you learn those? Let's talk about that. Um, you know, it's a, a lot of cookbooks. I am part Japanese, so, you know. Learned from my grandmother how to make uh, hoshigaki from her persimmon tree out back and things like that. And hoshigaki?
1: I don't know what a hoshigaki is. What uh, is that?
6: Like essentially, like a, a sun-dried or a dried persimmon that kind of peeled and um, doesn't quite ferment, but really just dries and the sugar well, I was going to ask, so, like, are
1: you doing a lot of fermentation? Or are you doing – I mean, that is – I mean, we're seeing that in more and more kitchens yeah. Yeah. as uh, ways to sort of incorporate, you know, especially when – You have a really rich dish, something fermented on that plate. I think you can build
6: a lot of flavor like that, Mm -hmm. but it also allows us to extend the seasons for sure.
1: Great. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about what's on your menu, what the cocktail program looks like, what the wine list looks like, how everything complements one another. This is David and Nikki Nellis. We're back on Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec.
0: All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to executive chef Ben Flammer. He is the executive chef at the soon-to-reopen neighborhood Gem Vermilion, owned by Neighborhood Restaurant Group. We're really excited to announce that it's going to open on July 19th.
1: July 19th, so that's this week. week.
0: Less than 10 days away.
1: Oh, my God. Are you ready?
0: (laughs) We're getting there. Wait. When when you had COVID, (laughs) did you forget what date it was? That's not this week. I
1: mean, I can't. Soon. I have fog. I have major fog. I have no idea what's happening. Oh, I'll help you with your fog. um, So with the opening, I mean, listen, lots of restaurants are talking about staffing shortages, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. How are you guys dealing with that?
6: You know, honestly, we've been very, very lucky. I think there was a lot of excitement in the neighborhood about us reopening, and that includes staff in in Old Town and Alexandria that we're excited to. You know, come be a part of that next chapter and come be a part of working at Vermillion. So in a lot of ways, we've been very lucky. with Well, what's happening across the
0: board at NRG? NRG Because, I mean, we still hear about, you know, like, I can't get staff. I can't can't even get people to work work front of house. Is that a problem? My daughter really needs a job. So if anybody wants to hire her for a month. Put that kid to work for God's sake. Please. For I'm sure killer. between all of NRG's restaurants, we could, <laughs> we could find get our chance. its <laughs>
1: yeah. It is—it
6: definitely is still happening across all the restaurants everywhere. I think we've been very lucky at Vermilion. and mm-hmm. um, you know.
1: But so you know, Vermillion has mm-hmm. gone through phases of being sort of upscale casual to being a little bit more upscale. How would you define sort of the new vibe under your uh, gaze, so sure. to speak?
6: I think we definitely want it to be approachable and friendly, but mm-hmm. it, it definitely will. Be very refined and, and upscale in that sense. That you know, we will have a lot of intention with the ingredients and the food that we're doing, as well as the beverage program. Well, that's
0: um, because I noted you're going to have, a, in particular, a, a lineup of like 75 whiskeys. Yeah, I know, which that, is new for Vermillion. Yeah, the beverage team has put together a really exciting list of one that really
6: long list of whiskeys, but you know, some really great winemakers, whether that they are from Virginia or not. You know, some small batch. Um, Intentional and sustainable-focused winemakers, but also spirits. uh, Well, I think
1: I mean, given Vermilion's history and where you guys are located, you know, a focus on Virginia wines, Virginia distilleries. I mean, we're we're so lucky Mm -hmm. where we live, where it's so rich—not just the farms, but you know, you got like Kentucky Creek, and then you have. Rdv. I mean, we have so much,
6: and all of them are getting so much better every year. Whether it's the you know Virginia wines or, or all mm-hmm. those. Well, it, I got a question
0: because you know I mean NRG. You talk about Birch and Barley five hundred and fifty beers and Blue Jack. Yeah, you they brew, don't like to do anything. Y- you you brew those your days. own. No, no. <laughs> Michael must not sleep. He wants like eighteen concepts <laughs> in Greg. every
1: place, right? You know,
0: if Michael sleeps, he says to Greg, "Wake up." But <laughs> but um, I mean, how do you balance the beers that you guys produce? on the menu with other beers so that there's a mix. I mean, people you know, might normally assume, well, that's, I'm only going to get their beer. I happen to like beer. I think that Greg is, is specifically
6: really focused on some some great local makers outside of Blue Jacket and what he's making there, but also, you know, some really just niche craft breweries in, mm-hmm. in the area.
1: I mean, so you have a really good, uh, so you would say it's a very well-rounded beverage program. 100%.
6: It's not all just very focused on Virginia. You know, there will be some Old World wines,
1: that, you mm-hmm. know,
0: yeah. All right. Well, so wait. No, last question. Ask it. Out of the menu that you've you've crafted, what is the dish that? What got? is the dish we're coming for? We What's our Instagram
1: moment?
6: So it's it's very simple, but there's this uh, beautiful brown arborio rice that's being grown in Newburg, Maryland, from a, a company or a farm called Next Step Produce. Okay. And we're cooking it with some smoked onions, some Parmesan cheese, and some a uh, little bit of truffle. Wow. It's my favorite thing on the menu. It's simple a dish that. You know, I, I cooked 10 years ago, but then found this rice, and this rice is just so beautiful that it really kind of drew me back to that and got me really excited. Cool. All right. Can't
1: wait to try it. All right. Yeah. Tell everybody, please, where they can find Vermilion, either on Instagram or online, and uh, give us the opening date one more time.
6: So we'll be opening July 19th. We're, we're very excited. You can find us in Old Town, Alexandria, in that uh, Vermilion restaurant. Excellent. on right. Instagram.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much. All right, so, so, nice so to back
0: to the booze. First of all, this drink...
1: Did everybody try this drink? ...is stone
0: I mean, cold oh, outstanding. What is, is it again? This is a good
1: way to wake up.
0: It's a margarita al pastor.
5: Well, Excellent. So it is a... It's well, a, pastor is a infu- shepherd, right? Uh, uh, our pastor is the way, so it's like, yeah, I didn't know that, <laughs> yeah, 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 it could be godly. Um, <laughs> but for sure, it's uh, we, uh, like I said, our bev manager, he does everything in house, everything is fresh, everything is infused in house. We don't get nothing from no stores, everything is pressed. We do everything on our own,
0: all right. Well, let's talk about something very important because on July 24th, as you all know. Is National Tequila Day, Woo-hoo! and yes, you guys—you guys have a lot going on. Not just for National Tequila Day, but for National—I guess you made a National Tequila Week. Yeah, why not a year.
4: You know, I mean, so it, it can Let's be a year, whole year. You know, why as well? Um, but yeah, for National Tequila Week, we'll be offering um, some of our best margaritas uh, on a flight for twenty-five dollars, mm. and then we'll be offering some of our premium. Oh, it's
0: not all you can drink tequila. Uh, no, unfortunately,
4: <laughs> if you come for brunch, it is 99-cent margaritas, though. So. Get out of right. here. Yeah. So
1: let's go back to sort of the way you guys uh, have uh, coordinated the restaurant. So years ago, th- your concept, Buena Vida, was the first one to do this, like, limitless brunch. Yes. Right? And that's mm-hmm. where you came up with the price fix. And I was like, you can just order whatever you want. So yep. I'm sort of fascinated so that you took the brunch concept. And now we're like, yeah, now we're just going to do the restaurant.
4: like The whole restaurant. I mean, we came up with the idea, or the CEO came up with the idea, Uh, similar to AMBAR. We have we also, that's Mm -hmm. a part of our uh, hospitality group. But why not give everyone an opportunity to try everything on your menu, right? Mm -hmm. You see everything that you want. Why not take the opportunity to try a little bit of this and that?
0: Do people waste food? That's the only thing I can think of. Like people start to order, Um, and then they go, oh, I'm I'm too full, and then food goes down the drain. Yeah, we
4: try to control it as best as we can. If someone comes and orders 10 dishes, we're like, hey, let's start you off with three. And then we'll send out another three. Smart. And usually around that six dish, they're like, all right, maybe I shouldn't have ordered yeah. those 10 dishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a really good way of quality control and like making sure that we're not wasting food and they don't have a full table full of food that just hasn't been touched. I'll
0: give you another line. You can just say, oh, you're too drunk to eat that. Much food. <laughs> That's also another one, you know, you never know. <laughs> That's
1: a way to, uh, there's some hospitality in that. Yeah, you know. Okay, Jarrell, what are you making for us next?
5: Uh, so next, I will be making our Azteca, which is Damiana – Tequila, hibiscus, and lemon juice.
1: Ooh, okay, we're here. For right, as long as there's
5: nothing fancy.
0: Right.
1: You know, exactly. All right.
0: All right. So, Chef Rome, Chef Rome dude, your whole story well, is let crazy. Him t- let him tell the story. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him. If you stop okay. telling me to let him, okay. I'll let him.
1: Tell, let him tell his story.
0: Tell this me. whole story about because you, first of all, no, no, no you're you not were the whole. No, no, story. no. I'm gonna start <laughs> you off with he was the homecoming king. Oh, wow. his, yeah. So, take us from Homecoming King. Okay,
1: so you are Homecoming King, and. I, I know
7: people, man. They voted <laughs> me in. I just know
0: people.
1: <laughs> Seriously, tell us how you got into the business.
7: Um, well, I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, unfortunately, I went down a wrong path, mm. but it was, really wasn't wrong because it led me here. Okay. So, I sold some narcotics, um, mm-hmm. and I said, you know what? I can't do this all my life. I got four kids, I got to find another way. Cooking has always been in my family. My grandfather was a cook in the Army. Uh, my mother, she hosted— His name, what, with the Big O, right? Big O, mm-hmm. yes, indeed. So uh, my mother, she always hosted the Christmas dinners, the Thanksgiving dinners. I was the official taster. So, like I say, cooking has always been in, been in my blood. So once I um, gotten into my jam with the law, I had to think. I said, you know, what can I do? Something that, you know, people are always going to want. And I said, you know what? Food. Hey. You, get, you got many opportunities to make some in- income with food, make breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of different opportunities. So I said, you know what, let me go to culinary school. So I went to Lincoln Culinary School in Columbia, Maryland, mm-hmm. which was an 18-month program. Um, right out of that program, I went into the hotel, uh, the Hilton Garden there, and did my internship program. And... uh the rest is history. The rest is history.
1: But, you know, not everybody goes and creates their own sauce or comes up with, you know, like, let's talk about the cuisine that you've created that mm-hmm. you are now offering to people because you've really come up with your own style. So how did you get from, like, being at the Hilton Garden Inns and doing an internship to being like, no, 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 this is how it's going to be?
7: Right, right, right. Well, the thing about it— um, You got a lot of people in the business, so I'm always trying to think. I mean, you're in a
1: room full of chefs. Right, right, right. Right. I'm always
7: trying to think outside the box. So, And my my grandfather, he actually sold moonshine and barbecue sauce in North Carolina. They go
1: hand in hand. I'm there for that. right, 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 right,
7: right. So I'm thinking he put some moonshine in that barbecue sauce, which kept people coming back. Right. But he never left a recipe, so my thing. And your sister—it's
1: like you were giving away the family secrets. Would you please be quiet? Right. <laughs> okay. Uh,
7: so my thing—I I just wanted <laughs> to go okay. to culinary school to learn how to make sauces. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was introduced to a whole new world. You know, I, I knew how to cook a little bit, but I knew nothing about the equipment or you know a lot of different techniques. Mm-hmm. Saute—what's that? I didn't even know what that was. But anyway, um, so I learned the five mother sauces. And then I, it was like a kid. In what a candy are the school. five mother sauces? Uh, what you got bechamel, veloute. This is a test, by the way. Um, uh, hollandaise, and um. Come on, guys! Come on, barbecue. <laughs> what are the five mother tomato. sauces? Yes, tomato. tomato. There you <laughs> go. <laughs>
0: Thomas was writing, yeah, scribbling yeah, on like, a you know, piece <laughs> of paper. Dude, <laughs> tomato. Gorgeous. All right, so so I mean, you're uh, you're justifiably famous for a couple of things. But you, what made you settle on crab? Because you love crab, clearly. Well, I'm
7: from the Maryland area, and um, crab cakes has always been been a you know a stamp out here in, in, in the Maryland area. So, and um, I said, you know what, I'm gonna make a crab cake salad because mm. I did some wings, and my uncle said, you know the wings are good, but you need some green stuff on your plate. So I said, okay, you know what? I got something for you, Uncle. Let me do this crab cake salad. <laughs> <laughs> so I made the crab cake salad, and then I just started selling, selling them based off of uh, taking a picture because um, when I was in culinary school, they told me people eat with their eyes first,
0: mm-hmm.
7: and uh, I was I would take pictures of all my food, put it on Facebook, say. And they go, oh, wow, I want that. I say, I bet you do. Come, Come get, and it, get it. it. Right. But the crack
0: bomb isn't a salad. The crack
7: bomb. Mm. No. Well, you speaking now, you're speaking Yeah. Big all right, talk. so let's, right. let's, so what let's is talk that? about it. You're speaking big boy talk. The crack bomb is an eight ounce jumbo lump crab cake with no no filler, um, just straight up crack. <laughs> because all you're going to see is is cracks <laughs> just on, on your plate. With right. Just cracks of crab, man. And mm-hmm. it's just. All right,
0: so and then the messy Marvin, I guess, Ooh. is is because because doing your research.
7: Yeah, are you kidding?
1: <laughs> I'm a glutton. Go, we don't come unprepared. <laughs> this should be called.
0: <laughs> should go be called foodie and the glutton. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, but where, is up. the messy Marvin just if I was going to eat a sandwich? That's what. And tell everybody what it is. I don't okay, want to be messy
7: Marv. I'm going to give you a little story behind the messy Marvin. I'm making. I was making cheesesteaks for the house, mm-hmm. and um, my wife wanted me to make a crab dip for a job. And so I was doing both from the same day. You know, like I say, as, as the chef, I'm always thinking, what's the next big thing? What's the next big thing? So I say, you know what? Let me put this crab dip on top of this cheese steak.
1: Oh, my God. Oh,
7: my God. It's right. And I took one bite, and it's nothing to stuff. And when stuff Thomas is like, I'm like
1: salivating as you're talking. That sounds incredible. And, and, and
7: you're going to need about five napkins to get through a messy Okay, market. I'm
1: all for a five napkin oh, yeah. sandwich. I'm here for Serious. it. Okay, so we have to take a quick break. Like when she looks like she'll ever eat the whole sandwich. All I'll finish this it. this gorgeous food in. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about your sauce. Okay. Because it's insane, mm. and I'm still trying to figure out what's in it. Uh, <laughs> this is David and Nikki Nellis, Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec.
0: All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We are talking to the... Irrepressible Chef Rome,
7: <laughs> who hey, is in the process
0: that. of dishing out some of his, the goodies that yeah, he brought.
7: what did you bring in here, Chef? Well, right, Tell us. We got some seafood fried rice egg rolls. We have salmon, crab, and shrimp. Mm-hmm. We got some steak mac and cheese egg rolls. I got some. Where Hensi did lamb your chops.
1: egg roll concept come from? Because I think this is brilliant.
7: Well, that's a, that's my next big move. I want to do a food truck called Eggs and O's. Okay. We'll we have a variety of egg rolls. And deep fried Oreos. I think that'll what? crush at a festival. Oh, without wow. a doubt. Are you
1: kidding? That sounds amazing. Um, okay, so you tell us about the sauce, and then tell us about the ghost kitchen.
7: Okay, Chef Rome's all-purpose sauce. Um, I was. Uh, Is as, this as a family? Can I out. buy this
0: at retail? The sauce? Or yeah, no.
7: You can get it offline. go On okay. my website, and get it offline. Great. You got one down.
1: There, that down okay, there. great. Thank you. Oh, look um, at that! Beautiful.
7: But my okay, uncle, good. he was making a, a crab sauce at one of the uh, family functions,
1: right?
7: Mm-hmm. And it tastes pretty good. So when I went to culinary school, I, I said, you know what? I'm going to make that sauce, but I want to make it with fresh ingredients. So when I made mine, I took it back to the cookout, my cousin's like, man, that's an all-purpose sauce. Right. You that's, elevated yeah, you it's got all got purpose. it. It's all-purpose. Chef Rome's all-purpose sauce.
1: It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, it's just delicious. Okay, so my you advice have... is
0: not to give up your family between the big O and uh-huh. the cousin and
1: so okay, so you have uh, a ghost kitchen. Yes. Ghost and that's kitchen. how we can get access to your food. What's on your menu? How do we engage with you? As how do we chef?
7: order? Yeah. What do we do? Um we're on DoorDash. The uh, ghost kitchen is in Capitol Heights, five sixty nine Richie Road, Capitol Heights. It's okay. called the food house. Uh-huh.
2: Do
0: people can people come
7: there or they? No, yeah, they they can come there, they can They come. can? Order there or mm. order online for pickup.
1: That sauce is delicious.
7: We'll have it delivered to them.
1: Mm. Okay, and what's on the menu?
7: Uh, we got that crack bomb, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the messy Marvin.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Um, the crab cake and shrimp egg rolls. Mm-hmm. The seafood fried rice. and salmon, crab, and shrimp. Mm. Um, purple rain lamb chops. Which is what um, you brought in today. Well, these are the Hennessy Lamb Chops I bought okay. for you today. Purple Rain Lamb Chops, they have a, a blueberry-blackberry reduction sauce. Somebody's got to try that. Don't so you? Go I, ahead, dig I'm it. I'm
1: going to. Go ahead. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. What, where did you get the egg roll concept from? Because I think it's a really—we've seen Ooh. it. I will tell you, we did see it once before, but it was probably like six years ago. Somebody was doing an entire concept of egg rolls. There was a the the woman in uh, Old Town. Yeah, and but I, I think she disappeared. But oh, they wow. were filled with, like, everything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So okay. I, I think it's a brilliant concept. No and question. yours are gorgeous and delicious. Appreciate
7: that. Appreciate that.
1: So it's amazing. All right, Chef, where do we follow you? Where do we find you? How does this work?
7: Well, you can follow me on Instagram, at Clark Kent of the Kitchen. <laughs> okay, I love yeah. it.
1: I'm you know, you, you right
0: should, you that. need to come out of yourself more. You're right. so shy. You're come so on, shy. man. <laughs> I mean, your problem is <laughs> you're shy. Right? You're an introvert.
7: Yes. You know, I do, I, my biggest thing really is catering right now. Okay. So I'm doing a lot of weddings. But you
0: were doing personal chefing. You were, um, let's see, I had it. What's his name from the Redskins? My man, Josh Norman. Josh Norman. He no
7: 24. He's mm-hmm. he gone. He was my man. He, he gave my first. Uh, First, real, you know, uh, personal chef type job, you know. Good.
1: Did you like being a personal chef?
7: Yeah, it was pretty cool. I just, mm-hmm. it was just the drive. I had to drive way out Loudoun County every
0: day. Is it your fault he couldn't cover anybody? Oh Aww. man, you better stop,
7: man! I can man. Hold up, man. You guy. need to stop. Yeah,
0: he, <laughs> had, he had lead in his shoes. The minute no. he came, oh he my came, god! The minute he came from the Panthers, hey. it's like somebody put lead weights on his feet. Come it's on, because
1: man. He was, he was the good. DC football team cursed. Has a, is cursed.
0: Cursed by Daniel Snyder. It is
1: cursed. Yeah. And cool. until Daniel Snyder goes away? I mean, I don't uh, really uh, care. Uh, uh,
0: uh, you're, you're doing a rant.
1: I, I don't interview. care. <laughs> like, I don't have a horse Josh, in the race, like,
0: but
7: like, he like, needs to go. Just lift that foot, Josh. You catch okay. a guy. All right. <laughs> All right. So Anyways. we got your
1: Instagram account. Yeah. And where do we order uh, your food?
7: Uh, you can go on my website, www.chefroom.tv. Mm-hmm. But Rome there's... is
1: spelled R-O-M.
7: R-O-M. It's yes. like Rom. There you go. Yes. Like memory. Excellent. Chefroom.tv. And there's an ordering link right on there.
1: Excellent. All right. Thank well, you for I think joining you us. Thank you for the all end, the food. Man. This is good stuff. Appreciate Everybody it. dig in, please. It's the moment. So let's do it. All right. Let's get back to our Buena Vida um, and talk about. So you have all these fantastic offerings right now. The lunch. Lunch is every day.
4: Lunch is every day except for uh, Saturday and Sunday when we offer brunch.
1: And so brunch. How long does brunch go for?
4: Brunch goes from 10 a.m. to we take our last reservation at 2 p.m.
1: Okay, great. And you talked about uh, a real change in the menu as far as what the offerings are. And you said there's some really authentic Mexican dishes. What does that mean? Because Mexico is a huge country. So is it regionally based? How did you guys come up with what's on the menu?
4: Yeah, so our chef Jaime Palayo is from Mexico City himself. and he takes great pride in everything he puts out into the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of our food is handcrafted, everything, just like our cocktails are made fresh every single day. Um, So nothing is pre-made the night before, anything like that. Um, He really takes you through an experience of food and flavors that you don't find very familiar to the area. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a couple dishes that we've had people come in and say, I haven't had this since I was in Mexico. I haven't had this since I left Mexico. Like I don't find traditional Mexican places that's offer these dishes. So.
1: interesting. Well, Mexico city is a real epicenter right now yeah. for amazing culinary adventures. I, I,
0: I well, before we, I, you know, I just want to make sure we talk about the interior because we ate in some, in some restaurants. Where were we on vacation with your parents? Where was that?
1: I have no idea what you're on talking the coast.
0: about. Anyways, <laughs> you know, where they're open. I mean, the, there's no roof mm-hmm. and plants all over the place. It sounds like the mezzanine area at, at, at the, ho- at the restaurant. Uh, yeah. So we have, a
4: uh, we have what we call a tree house and it's a kind of like a, it's a addition to our first floor and it's a nice little private area and it's surrounded by flowers and plants and it overlooks our first floor and it kind of gives you kind of this like treehouse feel. You're secluded, you and your dinner lunch day are there and it kind of gives you this like out of, reality experience and it's mm-hmm. something that Sounds really cool something that you don't see around the area too often
1: cool all right cheryl what are you giving us next man
4: so next we have our number one our best
5: top drink which is the el jefe the boss that's uh, what the I, call I cannot jefe. tell you that's yet. what i call nikki, nikki i cannot says, tell you yes. the ingredients Let's However, make the bed. yes you it's the jefe. boss okay and it's gonna be the best drink that you probably had
1: i feel like you and chef rome should like connect and maybe
0: yeah maybe you should have like a tea group session where you both sandwich will, you know boost drink, up each drink. other's egos <laughs> no 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 I'm being, mo- I'm being modest and humble right now but I, I appreciate you all thank you yeah. for sure for sure. Right. for sure all right while
1: you're making that we're gonna bring on our next chef
0: and we're gonna talk to thomas harvey Hi, who just thomas. opened harvey's on broad street and falls church yeah four months ago Great neighborhood restaurant, but the lead up to it is really the story. Why don't we talk a little about where you were and what you've done?
8: Yes. Okay. So there um, we go. I got I've you. been I've been in the industry for a while, bounced back and forth until I decided to start taking it seriously. Uh, I was a personal chef for a little bit mm. and realized that um, I didn't quite know what I was doing because I would try stuff and it didn't work. So I went back to school, went to Academy. Mm. Uh, after the R.I.P.
1: L'Academy. Yeah. Well. Sad days. Yeah.
8: And then, yes, Clarice.
0: <laughs>
8: <laughs> from there, I went and did my externship and worked at Polena with Frank Ruta. Mm. Uh, learned just, it was So, like you've a been in the business bus. a long time. A long time. Yeah. Uh, Frank was amazing, taught me all kinds of just wonderful techniques and flavor profiles. Uh, from there, I went and opened Casa Luca with Fabio and mm. was with him for about four years. Uh, you know, Started as left a Chef de Cuisine there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I was at the Partisan as the executive chef for a little while. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. So let's stop there. Whose hamburger do you make?
0: The Partisan hamburger, Frank Ruta's hamburger, or your own hamburger? My own. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're one of those, I took, I took, are you? I took, I took a little bit of inspiration <laughs> from both
8: and, right. uh, uh-huh. and learned from them. Uh, after that, I was out in London County with the Tuskegee's Group, Tuscarora Mill, and Magnolia's at the Mill as a partner in uh, –
1: they're a great like, restaurant group, too. I mean, you've worked with amazing great restaurateurs people. and restaurant groups.
8: And then the pandemic started, and I figured, well, there's restaurant space. There's opportunity. So I left my job in July of 2020 to find a restaurant. And I call people, and they go, are, are you crazy? You right. want to open a crazy? restaurant? Right. Like, what are you doing? And uh, it took us about a year. We found a space in Falls Church that we fell in love with. Mm-hmm. And then, Did you
1: want to go to Falls Church? No,
8: I wanted to go in Alexandria first where I live mm. and because uh, I was tired of driving 60,000 miles a year like I was doing with the other group. Mm. But I couldn't find the space I wanted because I wanted, you know, an urban environment with a small-town feel. And there are places like that in Alexandria, but to find the space mm. that would work for me it wasn't in Alexandria. You thought about Kensington and said, I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Somebody told me Falls Church, and I was like, I don't know anything about Falls Church. And I went out there and fell in love with the town. All right. Mm.
0: We were talking. I'm, this is a good way to start this off because we were talking before. There are a lot of shifts that want to open their own place. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of chefs that do open their place. And what they find out often is that they don't know no diddly squat about the business side
2: yeah. of that. The math.
0: And you yeah. told me a great story and we'll let you throw the roses at your friend, but about who taught you about the business side while you were chefing
8: <laughs> yeah. about the business side of, you know, owning your own place. And it was all Fabio. Um, hmm. He told me, he's like, you know, that's pe- what I said. people <laughs> think that, you know, no, chefs I, don't I, know, what they're doing. I yeah. love Fabio. Don't get yeah. me wrong.
1: But I mean, he, he, took has the a, time. he has a, he has a, reputation for being demanding
8: yeah and you know i found with fabio he is very demanding but if you if you're doing your job and you're working and you're you know the one of the best things that we had a a very common agreement on is honesty you know like if you mess up if you do something wrong and you're honest about it and you say this is where i did it like yeah you get yelled at but you also get the respect and he taught he said you want to do this i can see you want to do this this is how you run it. If you're running this part, this is why this should be working. You need to look at these numbers. You need to look at this. And he really showed me how to grow and work a business. And then when I went back with the Tuskegee's group, you know, getting into the the partner side of it and seeing how the operations went, I finally went, okay, I'm ready. Like I know the food side. Now I feel comfortable enough with the business side to put my foot in it and realize that I don't know as much as I do. I need to learn again, but I'll do it while I can do it for All right, but you're a a neighborhood spot, so talk about the menu for a neighborhood. Well, wait, can
1: we back up for a second? Let's talk about the size of the space. What are we talking?
8: It's 2,600 square feet, so we have about 55 seats inside Mm -hmm. and about 50 seats outside. Uh, Nice wraparound patio. Uh, It's all windows, so it's beautiful, Yeah. So we're in the process now of uh, getting more permits to build a pergola on the outside so we can do all your seating out there and do fun events. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're really featuring the patio for fun events too. Um, but it's like, it's a market restaurant concept, uh, which is one of the great things that the pandemic taught us because restaurants have access and ability to get things that you can't find in other places. True. So, and you know, the space that we took was a counter service restaurant. So turning a counter service restaurant into a full service restaurant, one thing that full service has that counter doesn't is a lot more stuff. So storage. So, I was selfish and I took part of the restaurant and I made my storage a market and we have our wine on display and our beer on display food from all local smart. farmers all mm-hmm. around. Um, so people can buy, you can come in any way you need it. Um,
0: yeah, but that's a really, what's her name? Amy, uh, uh, uh did that at Centralina mm-hmm. and it's brilliant. It's, yeah. it's awesome. we done it's eating. Smart. That wine was so good. Let's
8: say, not you know, take yep. home a bottle. Right, and and, so. we're, and we're in that small town with a lot of condos and places around. So people come in and be like, you know what? I just want some bacon or hamburgers. And they come in, they buy the stuff and then they go home. They're Brilliant. still coming. They still find what they need. It's a great, easy concept to, to, to bring into.
1: Well, and I bet you don't see as much of it, you know, out there, mm-hmm. out where you
8: are. No. And that's one of the things you saw, like you were saying, in DC, there's all kinds of different options, but even as close as, you know, with Northern Virginia is, there's not ideas like that out there. So it was a, it was a, a fun way to bring in a little bit of everything I've learned and, a fun uh, neighborhood environment. I have to
1: interrupt you because we have to take a break. But also look at this gorgeous drink. It's smoking and (laughs) it's beautiful and I hope the um, sprinklers don't go off. Uh, This is uh, David and Nikki Nellis on Foodie and the Beast. We'll be right back.
0: Okay, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Thomas Harvey who is the chef, proud chef and owner of Harvey's. I want to know where you came up with the name, um, <laughs> which is a, a brand new neighborhood restaurant uh, out on Broad Street in Falls Church. It sounds So can delicious. we talk
1: about Falls Church a little bit? So is it like a town center? Can you give us a lay of the land for those of us who haven't crossed the river in a while?
8: So we are in, we're actually underneath a... Uh, A condo building where we're right next to a Penzi Spice Market, which works out great for our market, too. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, there's a lot of a lot of condos around us. Uh, We're close to Solace Outpost in Falls Church as well, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, which is great. There's a lot of cool spots that are out there. Um, So just right down the main strip for us.
1: And so when it came to you, since you've worked for a variety of restaurants with a variety of cuisines, when it came to launching your own menu, what was it that you were looking to put on there?
8: So... I just said American because America is the greatest melting pot. So we're mm-hmm. using all cuisines and all cultures. I've got my great-grandmother's handwritten cookbook from England and Scotland. We're putting in some of those recipes. Like I use her Yorkshire pudding batter for our fried calamari. Ooh. And it gives it like a fun, interesting texture to it. Um, you know, working with Fabio and Frank. I literally, carmium. I'm
0: sorry, I just started salivating.
1: Well, it's also because you I got mean, all this gorgeous food. In <laughs> my no, video. I
8: mean, wow. I'll bet yeah. that's good. Yeah. And then my, uh, my wife's family... Uh, she makes a, a, a honey cake, an Eastern European honey cake, mm. and it's been passed down from it's her. It's Russian. It is. <laughs> so it's beautiful. It's ten layers, and uh, you know her grandmother made it, her mom made it, now she makes it, and it's it's beautiful. It's, it's her staple dessert at the restaurant.
1: Wow. So and wait, is she a pastry chef?
8: She is not. She just makes her family recipe, and she was like, "I want to make it for the restaurant." And I was like, "Do you know what that means?"
1: Right. Do you know what that takes? And
8: she's like, "Yeah." And it takes her about it's about three and a half hours to make the cake, and she makes ten a week.
1: Wow. Yeah. So that's familiar. A, that is a yeah. It does yeah. a little bit. That's a commitment. So what are we're coming into the restaurant? What are some of the dishes that you're like? Okay, Nikki and David, you're coming in. This is what I want you to try.
8: So um, our most popular uh, are deviled eggs. Uh, we make pimento cheese. Oh my god! Put it on the bottom. Uh, f- put the filling on top. Candied bacon and uh to keep the bacon crunchy. And mm-hmm. then the bacon we use is from a farmer in Mount Jackson. He feeds his pigs melted ice cream to fatten them up and sweeten up the meat. I that's like this farmer. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, then he whacks them. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> he brings us delicious But they bacon. have a
2: really good time. They're eating
0: ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah have this ice cream. Listen, it's free. If you, uh, eat the
8: ice cream all day long, you can come it. It would be awesome. <laughs> um, so those are really good. That's a really popular one. Uh, if it wasn't for the cheesesteak, you know, I really wouldn't have the restaurant when I was looking for it. I was doing pop-ups at breweries and putting their beer in the cheese sauce and making a beer cheese cheesesteak. steak. And mm-hmm. Uh, That comes in. I
1: sense somebody's going to put that in an egg roll.
8: But anyway, go ahead. He's over there talking Uh, into his phone. And And then a lot of our beef, we use all uh, Seven Hills beef. So for our burger, we get a special blend, 75-25 for our burger. Mm. Uh, We have a ribeye on from them that's beautiful, and we make a— duck fat compound butter Mm -hmm. from all the duck confit that we make. So we whip that with white wine and butter and put that on top of the I am going to
0: commit to having my first heart attack at your restaurant. Okay, there you Mm
8: -hmm. go. Wow. And what
1: about your beverage program? How do you put that together? So we do beer
8: and wine only. Uh, Uh We kept it it family, but, you know, we've got a uh, 35-bottle wine list and about a uh, 40-bottle, 40-beer list. You're surrounded by beer. Oh, yeah, we're surrounded by beer. So we really focus on wine. We do wine clubs, and we do all kinds of things. All right, before wait, we got wait, two minutes. Oh, so, uh, wait, no, you no, have a big no. event. Oh, yes. The yeah, Battle that's of what Bra I want to Street. talk the, yeah, the so Battle let's talk Bra about Street. it. So it's five local businesses, us, the neighborhood barber shop, Mr. Finster's Tattoo Shop, Audacious Ale Works, and uh, Metro Cellars Wine, which is a vendor, but they're based in Falls Church. Three barbers and the tattoo artists have made a dish, and uh, what we're doing is they agree to a competition – the item that sells the most gets put on the menu for a month, and then after the month, a dollar for every time the item sells gets donated to the Falls Church Education Foundation. Mm. The guy who loses, sells the least, has to get the item that won tattooed on them. Oh, oh god. <laughs> so we're going to have the tattoos above the grill and <laughs> show it all off, and you know we're going to donate 10% of our sales for the entire day to the Falls Church Education Foundation. It's on Wednesday, July 20th. Okay, great. So mark your calendars. Of course,
1: that's on the list. Are you on a .com as well? Uh, Very quickly, tell everybody, please, where they can find you on Instagram and online so that they can get reservations at your restaurant. And
8: on the street. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, uh, first come, first serve on Broad Street. We are uh, harveysva.com for the website and harveys.va on Instagram and Facebook.
1: Excellent. Thanks so much for joining us. That was great. Okay.
8: Uh, am back. I ranting or are No you no talking? no we
1: got Bonavita. Come oh, on right. back. Sorry. So let me Bonavita. ask you a question. Because that life. cocktail was amazing. Yes, ma'am. But it's a performative cocktail. So how is the place set up to because a the, it's point. a great looking cocktail. So when you do performative cocktails, mm-hmm. how do you guys sort of handle that? Because you're a busy restaurant.
5: Right. So um so we curated at the bar. Your server will then bring everything to your table and do it in front of the guests. Good. Okay. So and is everybody
1: would, like wait wait wait? Let yeah, me yeah, film yeah 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 yeah. It's always a
5: theatrical thing. It's always a uh, Instagram post worthy. Um, mm-hmm. No pun intended. Uh We didn't do that on purpose, but that's really what it's about. And mm-hmm. it's almost like a, you know you're somewhere and you see something going by. and You're like oh what's that drink? Or so it's.
1: It a gets pivot it on going. The, yes. It gets it going.
0: And you know what? It. I mean. I'm I thought it was going to be like stronger, knock me over. It's actually pretty mild. It's delicious. Exactly. I mean, it's not one of those things where you take it and you go, you know.
5: Yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, pretty much a, a flip on an old fashioned. It's mm-hmm. rum. It's good. It's a, a good rum. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's
5: a uh, pretty much really what it is. It's definitely just a flip on an old fashioned, and we're using a uh, cherry liqueur, so it's not even a. Uh,
1: no, there's no it's no original.
5: I mean, it's not it's not a, an original old fashioned recipe. So mm-hmm. we're just taking a lot of old school ingredients and, and pretty much playing with them. So but the
1: d- smoking adds a real oh yes depth. And again,
5: in it. it's different in here because you don't have the big cube. Mm-hmm. So where, like where the restaurant, you, we have the
0: big cube. So I want to know where you me. learned your. I mean, do you just play at home? Or, I mean,
5: uh, I do play at home. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> so uh, no, no, I'm
0: talking about the the drinks. Cocktails. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 for sure, for sure. No, I know that. Exactly uh, I actually
5: do play with cocktails. Uh, I'm in the process of curating my own drink program. Good
1: for you. So uh,
5: that's pretty much where I stand at with this. Uh, I've been doing. So we'll come in
1: and be like, "Hey, we only want Jarrell's drink. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for for sure, for
5: sure. I've been doing this for a while now, so uh, it's just leading me other places. Uh, It's opened pretty, pretty much a lot of opportunities for me to continue to do what I love and grow in. Uh, I have a love for people, so that's why I am in this business. Love it. Uh, So yeah, that's it. So you do. All right. So
1: tell us quickly. Where we can find Buena Vida, how we can get in on all these fabulous meals and drinks. Yeah. Lunch, lunch, and dinner,
4: please. Uh, so we're on Instagram, uh, Buena Vida Gastro Lounge, all one word. Uh, website, Buena Vida Gastro Lounge, and Facebook, Buena Vida Gastro Lounge.
1: Excellent. All and right. Address?
4: Uh, twenty nine hundred Wilson Boulevard. Okay, right
1: there in
0: Arlington. Money is a good marketing. Brand. Yes, he is. Well, he's yeah. a marketing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. manager. <laughs> the man right
1: here.
4: If you're looking for a yeah.
0: job, call me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. that is
1: the end of the show. So go ahead, Babe. Do I your only rant.
0: want to say this: there was a recent. Uh, I'm I'm ticked off. There's a recent Supreme Court decision that we I think we all know about. There's multiples. Not just yeah, multiples. there's the one that really ticked off. Uh, 85% of the country. And listen, this is America. Everybody can feel the way they want to feel. Everybody has a right to their opinion mm-hmm. and all of that. But if you're going to insist that people get born, then it doesn't stop there. Then you have to be part of the solution, too. You got to, somebody's got to love them, raise them, feed them, educate them, medicate them, you know, and take care of their brains and all that. And if you're so anxious, if you care so much about life, then you, your job doesn't stop with getting Roe v. Wade, uh, uh, you know, xed out. So that's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. If you're going to do that, open up your wallet and, and 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 give money to whatever whatever charity is going to help raise take care of these kids, because otherwise you are the problem. And I just want to remind everybody: I was watching the news today. The Ukrainians are doing their best to kick butt and take names, they are. but don't forget them either, because that's going to go on a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we actually have a friend over there. Yes, it's a mess. So. It's a mess be generous. That's it.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah. I would have a lot more to say than my husband on. Oh, uh, and she has said
0: it at Uh, home. Since
1: I'm an an officially a second class citizen in this country, it's very hard for me to discuss what's going on in this country right now. Uh, But to that point, we are not a political show. We are a food and wine show. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us in studio today. All the beautiful food, all the great cocktails, all the incredible conversation. We're so lucky. We live in an area where we can talk about these things and and give this platform to everybody so we all know what they're doing. Uh, of course, you can follow me at NYCCI, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Not just for what's going on here in the D.C. metro area, but my travels and other things happening around the country. Uh, you can go to the list, areyouwanna.com, for everything you heard here today and so much more because the D.C. metro area is exploding with amazing food, wine, and hospitality. We want to thank you so much for joining us today on Foodie and the Beast every Sunday at 11 a.m. on 1500. Of course, you can always download the show and take it on your walks or listen to it on your workouts as well. So thank you. Thanks to our guests. Everybody, please have a delicious week.